0: Tom Watson, great to talk to you. Hi Claire. (laughs) So a lot has changed since five years ago, 10 years ago when you were knee deep in politics, maybe up to your neck in politics and living living the dream possibly, but indoors, the House of Commons, in bars, restaurants, meeting rooms and your transformation has been absolutely unbelievable and well publicised. Let's go back to perhaps 2015. Um, We've known each other for years, I must say that from the outset, but things were very different then.
1: Yeah. Um, You say I was up to my neck in politics. It felt to me very often that I was up to my eyeballs. and I spent most of my time just trying to get my nose above the waterline because it's a very, very intense environment. You You know, there's no off switch in, in the House of Commons, it's 24-7, you know, I remember the first thing I'd do every morning is lean out of bed, grab my phone, uh, you know, and look at the media brief for the day to work out how stressful and miserable my day was going to be. Uh, and, you know, on a bad day, there'd be 20 journalists and photographers at the end of the gate before I went to work in the morning. Um, these days, uh, there's a beautiful free walk by the side of the river seven or up the hill to the wire forest to look forward to so it's a very different pace of life five years on
0: so what we want to know really is that you've um not why you made that transition but how you feel now and how you felt then
1: um so then in 2015 if you'd said uh in five years time I'd be a Sunday Times best-selling author. I'd be—I was eight stones lighter. I'd feel as chilled out and happy as I do now. Then I just—it wasn't—I couldn't have comprehended it. I thought I'd be an MP forever. I thought I'd always be a politician, uh, and I'd always be, you, you know, in the front line of campaigning on something. Uh, and now, as I'm talking to you, it's a beautiful spring morning in Worcestershire. You get this real sort of russet light light in the in the early morning in where I live um and it's a very different pace of life. Mm-hmm. you know I'm still busy doing things, but um there's more time for reflection and to be in the moment and I just feel like a completely different person, far more chilled out than I used to be.
0: I remember meeting up with you about a year or so ago, and you were telling me about this amazing book called The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Werleben, and in that book, he discusses how trees live to exist and sort of transcend time, and that's how I sense that you've come from something where you had a deadline even before you woke up, to now living in, in a very different time zone, really
1: yeah well trees actually were part of my journey and that book is i mean it's revelatory that but the idea that trees work together to support each other e- even sharing nourishment when one of them is ailing within a kind of community um you just don't believe it of trees and on my health journey which you've very humbly not said you played a role in claire some years ago but you advised me on nutritional programs and things like that that helped me lose a lot of weight and get my head back um I now regularly walk in the wire forest the the local authority area I live in is called wire forest and I grew up here when I was a kid so I've always lived on the edge of a a forest woods um but it's only in middle age can I appreciate that and reflect on how lucky I am uh and trees are really important you, you know and I I think about some of the conversations I had in the latter years as a politician, I remember talking to a data scientist who told me that global warming, climate change can be averted. Can we can row back from it? And I, he said to me, I said, well, how do we do that? He said, you've just got to plant a billion trees. um, And because they, they take all the bad things out of the air and they lay it back in the ground. And that actually sent me on my health journey on a whole, different area of intellectual inquiry from sustainable farming to forestry to you know I ended up reading you know the one straw revolution and all sorts of things that look at how you can essentially bring the commercial and civic world back to the land back to a sort of more sustainable sort of longer term view and a lot of people will say this sounds slightly hippy dippy but you know walks in the forest looking at trees that are hundreds of years old that are timeless helped me in that period of reflection so i'm very very grateful for trees and forests in particular
0: the japanese call it call it forest bathing i think it's the uh, shinrin yoku um and that goes back to a study back in the 1980s where obviously the well-being of being absorbed or just part of a forest speaks volumes for your mental health. Maybe it's something if you ever were able to travel back in time you could tell your political self that you need to step out and hug a tree to make some clear forward-thinking decisions in in your life but also as a politician because it seems that you, you know, you can do both. And when you get sucked into politics and sucked into lots of different worlds, that you sort of neglect where you've come from and what is really necessary to improve your fight or flight and your your stresses, basically, in, in everyday life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, the thing about, uh, the thing about sort of politics is very instant. You, you know, there's, there's, there's always events that sort of, are exciting and adventurous and stressful and all those kind of things Um, and I was triggered a lot Um, but when you walk through a wood that's been there for a thousand years and you look at a 500 year old yew tree that has been there forever and events have just passed by um, it gives you a sort of there's a grace to it that I think helps you just be centered and calmer Certainly, more in the moment, and you know when I walk through Wild Forest, you know you see the seasons more, you feel the seasons more, and you can you get that kind of dappled sunlight that comes through the leaves, uh, and it's never the same. So you're never going back to the same forest, even though you're on the same route. And I think that just helps you reflect on life, and you, and then you you know it makes you think. So I look at you know you talk about the sustainable agenda, the the street that I live on. Um, you know if you walk to the end of the street there's a building that um was erected in 1610 uh you, you know this is sort of uh when shakespeare was writing *Cymbeline*. you know there's a whole load of sort of historic moments around that time in british history uh, and it's held together with wood that probably came out of the Wyre Forest that i walking it, uh, I mean you know and it's has been it, it, you want to talk about sustainable construction you know well 500 years later there's still people living in this construction um, and that gives you a sense of permanence and longevity that's really worth thinking about I think.
0: Do you have a favourite tree?
1: <laughs> I do have a favourite tree yeah I don't know whether it's not a particularly handsome tree uh, but it, it it just sort of it, it appears on a, I've got a kind of root in the wild forest that is one of my regular roots and it just sort of, you know, I just like to have a little stop and uh, sit underneath it sometimes, um, even when it's raining, uh, you know, it's just very nice to be there, but it, you wouldn't, it, it's not significant in any way, it wouldn't win a tree of the year award, it's just the one that I I like to sit by.
0: Well, we've taken many, many walks. I think stepping outside is the first really important step to feeling better physically and mentally. And obviously, um, your weight loss has been really well documented. But from my point of view, you know, it's just the zest for life that you have that you can jump out of bed in the morning and be outside. And now you're really into your gardening as well, which I never thought I would uh, be talking to you about.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I mean, gardening I mean, if you looked at our garden, you wouldn't think that. But um, last year, uh, I started growing veg, and I, I was, t- you know, I was learning the ropes. Really, uh, I, I, I've tried growing veg a few times over the years, but because I, um, because I've sort of, on, I'm on a kind of low carb. We don't. Let's not talk diets, right? But because I basically replaced pasta, rice, and chips with cauliflower broccoli and courgettes I, I thought right I'm going to grow my own courgettes and I turned the garden into an industrial courgette growing emporium and eat courgette most days uh, and you get a lot of you get a lot of joy uh, watching um, watching plants grow even when you don't grow them very well uh, to the point where you, you know now that I've got a kind of slightly calmer life I'm really thinking about this garden and planning how I can grow things in it over the next couple of decades Um, and I'm not there yet but growing things is really I think it's great for your well-being you know and you're out in the sun you're you're in the soil, so there's a bit of physical exercise. You're synthesising your vitamin D because you've got the sun on the skin. You're seeing things grow. So th- this year I'm growing some tomatoes from seed. Uh, and I think I might have planted the seeds out a little bit early because they're already sprouting and they might be sprouting too quickly. But uh, we've got to repot them this weekend. And it's just a joy to do those little things.
0: It's just amazing talking to you because I remember years ago when you declared war on the news of the world and now you're planting tomatoes. It's, uh, it's yeah, It's been I mean, a long journey for you. Would you ever go back into the world of politics?
1: Oh, I don't think I could do frontline politics. I, I mean, there's there's nothing more X than an XMP. Uh And I left it. I think I left it at the right time. You know, I'd run out of road and... Um, I, you know if you hang around too long too long in politics you, you know or in kind of like the house of commons frontline stuff you i think you you know you see a lot of people dining out on past glories and they become a bit unfulfilled and bitter uh, and i didn't want to be that person um, so i still care about you know i've still got ideas i still want the world to change i just think you can do it in different ways um, and um for me but the thought of I mean, I just feel sorry for MPs at the moment with um, with the pandemic and Brexit. I mean, it's pretty miserable for them all, really.
0: So obviously you're still friends with many MPs back in London. Um, what advice would you give them during these, these tricky times?
1: Well, you know, when we come out of lockdown um, or as we come out of lockdown, I'd say get the sun on your skin, find your local forest and go for a walk in the woods.
0: Do some forest bathing.
1: Forest bathing, oh, absolutely. Yeah, keep your clothes on when you do it, though.
0: <laughs> Tom, thanks very much.